Two pack. Right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a kind of a bonus episode since Zach is on here of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 243. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Jazz. What's up? It's funny, like, you have that hat, and that would have been great for the last movie that we watched uh, because that guy was wearing it uh, during, you know, his badassery i guess oh yeah whatever that this is the common hat he was wearing the badass hat that had the like all the etchings and shit that you can see through now i, I felt like I was digging through everything when we were moving and i was like yeah i'm gonna wear this from now on <laughs> even after we start day. other movies i'm not even taking i've not even taken it off i've worn it every day since i found it just go to your job and wear it that'd be funny <laughs> um and but anyway we are going to be talking about Rashomon. Um, Zach has already seen it already, so he knows it, and I think we are going to include it in the ranking, um, which is going to be interesting to talk about. So I guess let's get into the movie. This is another Kurosawa movie, right? Correct? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be you know, a little honest at the beginning. I was kind of like it, it. It it has a really slow burn, but then you just like getting, you start hearing like every side of the story, and you just like you feel what the guy and the guys in the beginning feel like. It's just like I don't understand. <laughs> you're just like sitting there. Um, yeah, and at first it just seems like they're just telling the story of what happened, and then you realize it was all a lie, and then they tell the story of what happened, and it was all a lie, but then they tell the story of what happened, and it was all a lie. <laughs> Yeah, and they tell the story of what happened, and was it a lie? Yeah, that that's that's the, you know a thing at at the end where you're just kind of like, well, I just got fed all this bullshit, so I don't even know if I believe the, uh, the Lord Raiden. <laughs> we have Zach in the chat. What's up? Um, but yeah, so the story of this is guy finds a dead body, which is a man. Um, and it's literally a man, a husband and a wife strolling through the woods, I guess. Uh, and this bandit that's just sitting around, you know, keep on hitting, hitting his body because flies are hitting his neck. And he's like literally like almost naked, kind of. He just has like this ragged clothes on. And it's a bandit, he's a he's a ne'er do well, he's yeah. the wanderer class from, from Dark Souls games. Yes, uh, he's, what he looks like. <laughs> he's doing a no no uh, armor run or whatever, a That's naked right. run. Um, Even get some dodge rolls in. Yeah, oh, it's important to point out too. The husband is not just any old ma- like random guy walking around. He is a samurai and he is equipped with both a a nice bow and a uh, a sword. Yeah. Yes, and and seventeen arrows with uh, eagle feathers. Yes. So, like, obviously, uh, 
you know, the husband, the husband is dead, but like you're getting three different stories or, or maybe four, uh, come to think of it now. Yeah. Well, I think initially they say at the very beginning when he's saying he's the guy sitting there, uh, Oh, what's his name? He, he was Shimada and, uh, seven samurai, uh, the older man at the beginning is like, I don't understand. And then the one guy is a, a priest and, and he's, he's like telling his own thing. And, and the guy's like, I don't need a sermon. Just tell me the story. And they basically the reason they're telling the story is he's the first person to find this body, and then they go to court because they get the police, and you know there's a suspect for murder. So there are three people to give report on what happens, uh, and you know he just tells his side of he found the body. Another person found the man who assumed allegedly had made had uh, murdered the guy, and. Um, he found him like just randomly near a riverbank or a pond bank. He'd fallen off that horse. That's where we found out the 17 eagle feather bows and stuff. These are all items that belong to that couple. So, uh, or the man that was dead. So then from there, that's when we get the stories. Mm -hmm. Also, you said uh, the guy from the seven samurai talks to Shishimura. The priest that he's talking to is it's also in Seven Samurai. Yeah, he's one of the other. Yeah, he's one of the others too. I just like it took me a second to recognize that in the movie. It was like midway I realized that, but I very quickly, like immediately, re recognize uh, Hachi. Yeah. yeah, I I think what I like about the different side of the stories is like it goes from simple, like straightforward, like. You know, the guy walking through the woods sees the hat and then sees the dead body. And it's like, oh, God, let me go to the police and stuff. And then the priest is like, finds the horse with the the, the arrows and stuff. And then that's when the bandit's like, he does his little laugh thing and snort, whatever, which I find funny. Uh, it's and, just Mifune, right? At this point, every movie he's in, I, I think he's like fiending for meth, which I don't mind. Like his character's just great. He's always scratching himself, and, and I love that. He's like always oh, swatting at bugs, and he's just like sweaty, and he's he's everything the Equalizer could have been. That's for you, Zach. <laughs> um, so you know, the bandit says, you know, I was getting water because I was thirsty, and I guess there was a snake down the stream and I got, you know, ill and stuff. And I was literally, I guess, puking and probably shitting his brains out and stuff. So I, I didn't fucking fall off my horse and stuff. And, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then he, you fool. and then, uh, leave it to a fool to have foolish thoughts. Yeah. So he gives his side of the story and his, his gets a little more, a little more detailed a little bit. But you can still smell the bullshit <laughs> where he's like, I love this woman and, you know, I didn't kill this man. I I, I wasn't I'm planning on killing this man. And, you know, she got in the middle of it and then we fought a battle and stuff. And I ended up having to kill him. And then it moves on to, you know, she's alive. And she goes to the court and tells her side of the story. And right off the bat, and it's not because, like, I'm fucking, I hate women, I guess. Uh, that's, like, my persona uh, on the internet, I guess, whatever. But it, 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 right off the bat, I, I fucking smell bullshit of her story. Well, that, I mean, they're, they're all liars. Every single yeah. one of them. Like, every single one of them has something where you're like, oh, man, what is that? Like, each one tells a story 
where you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, they're bad, but they were less bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you get the story from just the, the farmer, you know, Takashi Shimura, and you're like, oh, they're all terrible. And that's kind of the moral of the story. <laughs> it's like, you know, this is uh, uh, Earth is hell. Uh, a demon used to live here, but he was driven away by how terrible men are. And then yeah, at the very, point. very end, they're like, psych, that wasn't the moral of the story after all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dumpster baby. I forgot about that. It, it, you kind of like learned something from everybody in the story, too, because like in her story, she like looks at her husband and the husband's like giving her a weird look. And he's like, stop looking. I'd rather be dead and like other things besides you looking at me like that. And then yeah. you you get the story. Now, what's your guys' opinions? Do you think the medium is bullshit? <laughs> like, w- was that a bullshit thing? The story um, doesn't really work without it, so you kind of got to suspend your disbelief. You've got to believe yeah, in bullshit. Ha- and the other thing, too, that's important, to, or two things. One, the only story that they ever go back to tell is from the point of after she is raped to the murder itself. The only person that ever tells the story at the very beginning is Mifune's. It's Tajiromu. Ta- Tajiromu, or uh, sorry, Ta- Tajomaru. Is that how you say it? Tajomaru? I don't Tajomaru? know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's the only one that actually tells the full story. He's the only one that actually goes through the effort of explaining how they pass him, and then he tricks the guy to follow him to something, which is already sketchy anyway. It's like, why are you following this guy with some scraps? Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, and then him effectively forcing himself onto the woman and making the husband watch. Right there, it's already a horrible act. So, like, they all agree that happened. And then uh, the key thing, this is the second point, is that even though the story is bullshit, it's only bullshit because certain pieces are missing. Like, Tazomaru's character is, he's totally forgotten what happened to her. He's clearly covering up his pride because at the end they show that he's a coward. Uh, which is also hilarious. Uh, the uh, He doesn't know what happened to the dagger that was worth a lot of money, and for him to be a bandit, that's so stupid for him to forget that, given the situation. So, um, like, there's he, clear he did forget that, the dagger, though. No, that's what I'm saying. He forgot it, and like, yeah. that, that in itself doesn't make sense because he had such descript detail of it. Uh, but, and again, it could happen, all right? It, it still could happen either way, but... Um, the point is there are little gaps like where they're trying to figure out the rest of the investigation. And then as they go through all these stories, well, certain parts are the same. Like that's what makes the medium story unbelievable enough, even though you still have to suspend that it's the whole, you know, mysticism and stuff. Of that's it. creepy by the way, like because, hearing a fucking like, that's a female person, right? The, yeah, bo- the body the medium is a woman, but it's a mm-hmm. man's voice coming from hell that you hear. Hmm. Yeah, it's not the idea is that he he's talking through her and yeah, I don't know, but like, there are parts of the story that she's able to to tell that match. Like her story actually helps to confirm a little bit of each of the stories we heard already, but then mm-hmm. she still has enough of a third, like another part that doesn't match at all to anything they said. It's weird that both the samurai and the wives' story were that he kill he was killed with the dagger. Instead of with the sword, which is what had really happened. Yeah, because in her story, 
she goes away and then comes back and then finds her husband with the dagger in his chest. Yeah. In in the medium story, uh, he gets free and you know calls her a whore and stuff, uh, and he stabs himself in the chest. Yeah. Mm. He's he's like, I I just can't live like this. I'll kill myself. And then he says later he felt someone take the dagger. Like, why did he why did he say that? Why do you know to say that? Because I think the guy at like what really like he was already dead. He didn't know that the dagger had left the crime scene. True. But then that's where the medium, you know, suspend the uh, belief thing where like, oh, the dead body is talking to the living. So we know what happened to the murder weapon, whatever. Uh, I'm thinking the only thing that made sense to me, this is just tying into the other movies we've watched and things we've learned regarding honor and samurai way is that given all the things that happen, like this is a series of events that are incredibly dishonorable. So in the woman's count, him dying by his own sword without him committing to do it, like, you know, Harakiri would be dishonorable. So him dying to his own sword would be disrespectful uh, or dying in battle that way would be disrespectful. So that was just her own way of maybe changing it. Um, or trying to explain where the dagger may have went. For him, it's a, a little less murky, but maybe for the same reason, he w- it wouldn't have been an honorable death with his own sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what I thought. Or maybe that's why he's in hell. I, that that's he, what he uses sword. I don't know. I said yeah. he's in hell because he was forsaken by his horrible wife. She said, "Only one of you can live." Yeah, I, I do like the part. I kind of chuckled where. Uh, you know, he he's like, I don't want to fight you because she's a whore, pretty much. And like, he he's like, yeah, I'm done with it. And then the bandit sees, you know, her, you know, not crying anymore and like kind of belittling of the husband. And then he like <laughs> he he stomps on her. He's like, what do you want me to do? Let her go or like, uh, you know, kill her. Just give me a nod and stuff. And that's where like it got weird for me a little bit i think that's where the bullshit meter comes in in certain stories where she gets up she starts like manically laughing just like the bandit uh and then they fight and i I thought that was kind of weird that that automatically because she was all crazy and laughing that now they have to fight for the death for her and i was like ah I don't like that. <laughs> but, I mean, actually, to me, that made just enough sense that she would cry out like that and be upset, but then call them both out for being basically, but no other ways to put it. They're just being giant pussies. Mm-hmm. And in their fight, actually, I love the fight that happens whenever the fourth story is told. Because what you're describing is actually the, the last story. She's throwing, she actually calls them out for not fighting over her. And then calls them both cowards, and, and then they, they go to fight, fight, and they fight very cowardly. Like that is not how a samurai would fight. Uh, I mean, the bandit. Okay, you'd expect maybe a bandit to fight in a dirty tactic, or, or maybe they both be nervous. But you would expect a, a samurai to still fight a certain way because they've that's a certain way that they've learned or they've engaged. But he's not fighting with any temperament at all. He, he's maybe. fighting as though any other common man with a sword is just fighting for their life. Maybe it's a fake samurai. Yeah, samurai Maybe. honor is ultimately a facade anyway. We already learned that. Uh, that's true. That's true. I, I will say the, it kept like each story just made it like, again, that's the whole point, right? Each story just makes you feel so confused and think, 
I just don't even have like any faith in humanity left. I was really worried that when we got to Shimura's uh, turn, when he's telling his side of the story, that he was like, I can prove to you what happened. And he was just going to pull out the dagger. I'm like, bitch, I took it. <laughs> but I'm really glad that didn't happen. Because <laughs> uh, his story at least explained enough and, and, and it, like, it made the most sense. For what it's worth, I think he told the truth, but that's just me. It's the one that actually makes the most sense. Do you think he want like? Did he want to get into the story? Because like, if you're all on the same level as the other bandit of like stealing shit, right? And we already know like why he does it because of what happens at the end. But would you willingly want to talk about the story that led to your crime of stealing someone's property? Because like that's well, he doesn't that, reveal that at least not intentionally. Yeah, he he uh, yeah. he he gets like emotional later on. He's like, "Well, I seen it," and I'm like, "Wait a second, brother!" <laughs> like you you told your story in the beginning where you just walked around and saw a dead body and then ran away, and then now you you saw the whole thing happen. He lied. It's human nature to lie. Yeah, yeah. That's why in my court at the bottom, I couldn't fit all of it. We all want to forget something, so we tell stories. It's easier that way. That's a really powerful quote because it's totally true. That's how we deal with trauma. It's how we subvert our our feelings when we deal with grief. You yeah, make he it something saw, you lie or you tell like comedy. You make light of it. He saw mm-hmm. a rape and a murder, and maybe he told the truth. Maybe he didn't. It's possible to say he didn't tell the truth. Like uh, I don't know. Maybe he was he snuck down there to steal the dagger, and the samurai was still alive, so he had to stab him in the chest, and that is. Yeah, maybe he killed him. Feeling I mean, the dagger be. leave his chest is yeah. You see, there's there's lots of little things like that when you think about it. You're like, well, wait a minute. I mean, to me, he saw the worst ending in, in terms of that. Like he saw a guy get tricked and get it tied up. The guy was forced, and he's a samurai, so he's like a respectable man. He he saw that person watch his wife get raped. That woman then cry out that he was a coward to fight for her life, and then. When he did, he lost. So that's the person you'd want to win, right? You'd want that guy to get some type of redemption, and he dies. So it was like the worst situation of what he could have seen. So yeah, I'd, and he didn't do anything. So then that's the other side of it. If he tells the the police that that story, then they're like, well, why didn't you do anything? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're gonna call him out, and then he's again he's caught in the middle of it, and that's what he said. He did not want to get involved. That's. Well, what I, what I mean is when you're t- telling the story to the dude, because, you know, that's how it's told is, is telling the whole story of them going to the <coughs> courthouse and stuff, which, by the way, what year is this based in? Uh, good question. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm sure. not sure. Because it shows like a broken down like building. And I was thinking, like, is that the, the titular pe- Rashomon? <laughs> is that, is that, are we getting into like the early 1900s or something? No, I think it's way earlier than that. Uh, oh, 12th, yeah, it's 12th century. Okay. 12th century. And um, I guess they they had police during that time. I, I would think, like, they would be called something else or something, like like uh, authorities. <laughs> I don't know. But, I don't know. Uh, in the credits, the guy who catches Tajimaru is credited as policeman. So well, take okay. that what you will. Yeah, and, and obviously um, they have a court system because that's where they all tell the stories. Is that court? Yeah, I, I, this had to be a low budget film because 
literally it's just one setting and then when they do the courtroom scene you don't even hear the the policeman which I, I is great yeah. by the way yeah i guess there's really just three kind of four sets mm-hmm. i guess and most of them were probably just shot in the woods honestly <laughs> yeah and just to touch up on that shitty fighting by the way when i looked at that i was like wait that's how me and my friends used to play like lightsaber or saber battles and stuff <laughs> when the you know the phantom menace came out it was very kid-like, uh, which, again, I want to know what the samurai did to like go into hell because, again, we have that uh, not re- not like reliable a, narrators telling yeah, us a story. I mean, it's like a weird because he says he's he's damned to hell because he was forsaken by his his wife. She she said only one of you may live, and she turned her back on him it's like a weird uh, i don't know how to put it It, it's a cultural thing that i can't fully wrap my mind around and it's really hard to explain because of that Mm -hmm. but also i think it is ultimately like he he didn't abide by bushido he was a coward he it was all just a facade he was he was a proud man and didn't have anything to back it up with or something i don't know he 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 lacked the capability to defend his wife's honor something maybe Mm-hmm. I got a question for you guys, and I'm gonna give you my answer. Uh, so the 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 you know the guy at the end who uh is just a bandit and just as bad as the other bandit, I guess minus not killing. But then again, we don't know if he actually killed someone. So uh, he talks about having six kids, right? When they find a baby, yeah, and then he takes the baby, uh, and and just walks off screen, and it's the end. My question to you guys. Is he re- reliable on his story of having six kids? And do you think he's going to have good intentions with the kid? Because my, my thoughts is, if this guy's a bandit, right, is he going to go sell the kid <laughs> and make money off of it? Nah, he's going to eat that baby. He's going to eat that baby. He's the, he's yeah. the demon of Rashomon. He was not driven yeah. away by the evil of men. No, yeah, actually, he's been waiting. Actually, the whole time, like, there's like an extra credit scene. He was like, I've been waiting for these motherfuckers to leave. He, he actually stashed the baby back there and was going <laughs> to yeah. eat it. He was going to eat it, and then the priest turned up his like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. also, that's also another good point. What if that baby was... <clears throat> The, the husband and wife and they they're, they're again they're everybody's an asshole in this film right what if they're just like oh they left the kid there and then they just walked up into the woods well the baby would have died because that was like three days ago yeah, yeah. it's true yeah yeah they, i think the point, nice the whole point that, of the baby be being there is that the story from the eye like the issue with the eyewitnesses is to make you have that loss in humanity just like the priest did so that then when they find the baby, because other things like this are just a common occurrence, because everything is just in tatters in, at this time and in, in age, uh, that the priest does not trust him initially. Now, that's actually the point. The priest thought that he was going to take something from the baby. But then whenever he explained, oh, no, I have six kids. Another one won't hurt. I can take care of the baby. And he realizes the person, he's going to do the right thing and take care of the kid. It like restored his faith just a little bit because he... Like that's how damaged the priest was from the story that just happened. Yeah, but I have a pessimist, a pessimistic view on this because they're all assholes, right? And he is, you know, not being a good role model. What if it's just an an endless vicious circle where the kid ends up like the father and is just a circle 
keeps on repeating. No, I think it's genuine. I think for I think multiple reasons, genuine. if for no other reason than otherwise, what's the point? Of yeah, the it's same. And also, I, I don't get that though. Like, what what makes the guy that that decided to take the baby? What makes him an asshole? Or what makes the the priest an asshole? Well, no, there's no. Well, the, yeah, the priest, I guess, is the neutral guy here in this story. Yeah. I guess I mean, the, the other guy's not an asshole. I mean, any of us, if you witness someone being raped and murdered, it, it's not every person's going to be the hero and try to jump in and intervene knowing they could be killed, too. So but he is. I think Dub's point is he we know for a fact that he's well, I guess we don't know for a fact he doesn't admit it, but it's implied heavily that he's a thief and a liar and a perjurer. Yeah, possibly. I mean, the the whole the whole point of this, actually, and it's funny. I never watched this, but I knew about the effect. Uh so there's actually a theme called the Rashomon effect, which is used. I mean, that's that's why this film is like so important in cinema history because this is a it's a storytelling device or a plot device that's used to tell a story. You can tell the same event that happens from different perspectives, and, it, and the entire point of it is to show the complex nature of of people giving eyewitness accounts and how unreliable they actually are. Because mm. even when someone's telling the truth. Their, their story may be different from someone else's perspective. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're lying. Well, um, but, but then when people have agendas, they, they're even further or more likely to lie. So well, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily say that he is a bad person. Um, well, he's not a good I think, person I, either. But do, do we know What's that? What's a good I, person? Like someone yeah. who's never, ever lied? Someone who has never, ever stolen? Someone who's never had... A, a sinful thought, an impure thought. Oh, yeah, I, that person I guess, doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, to yeah. quote something I'm going to talk about later in a different section of our show, uh, the label good person is just bullshit anyway. Like, mm. the, the label good person and bad person actually are, like, just, they're, they're bad labels to use because there are no, there's no black and white. Like, we all make decisions that can have a positive or negative impact on someone else, whether we mean to or not. Sometimes people are self-serving. They say at the beginning of the movie, it's human nature to lie. I don't know that they're being pessimistic. I don't think they're like, oh, this is hell. Everyone's a liar. I think they're saying it's human nature to lie, matter of factually. I think it just yeah. is human nature to lie. Well, lying is easier things. than telling the truth. Yeah, of uh, course. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it's easier for you. Sometimes it's easier for other people. Sometimes mm. it keep, keeps you out of trouble. Sometimes you benefit from it. Like sometimes, yeah, sometimes, lie. sometimes lying is harder. Sometimes lying is the harder thing to do because you're doing it to protect someone. But then like, there's that much work to, to keep it up. And then it actually ends up being worse in the end. Anyway, again, mm. lying in itself can, can be a, a problem, but that doesn't mean it's, it's necessarily bad, but I, I think the whole point of the movie, though, is that because you have three accounts that you're getting from people that are that are perceived by the end of their story, they are perceived as bad people and gradually worse as the story goes on. It just makes everyone else look that way. Like you have rose tinted glasses by the time the film is, reaches its conclusion, so you feel that way about everyone. I don't think I don't truly feel that this person <coughs> has done anything to make it, everyone feel that way. He, if anything, his story looks worse just because of what he's associated with. Yeah, uh, and then that's what makes it. It's interesting. It doesn't mean anyone's wrong. Like your take of it's not wrong at all. I mean, it's still very possible he could be bad. But that's what's so interesting about seeing the film and how it plays out. So yeah. makes it so good. I, I have an extra layer to to. Uh, I don't think that's what happens. Um, all of Kurosawa's movies famously have sappy endings. They all have. But humanity is worth saving. They they all have. But happiness was found. 
kind of ending. So, yeah. Uh, and Chad, you brought up the point about the eyewitnesses thing. A great movie that does a great uh, thing about that is My Cousin Vinny. Um, yeah. We, how many fingers am I holding? <laughs> <laughs> For the court, he's holding up two fingers. Yeah, <laughs> and you have that situation, and then the grits and all that stuff. But like, yeah, the the eyewitness stuff. Uh, you know, everybody's going to see it differently. Um, especially, but that's where you have to like take everyone's story, and then find the truth in it. And I guess the truth, uh, the constant is that dagger. I guess right. What do you mean? Like, because yeah. it's an element in every story? It's an element in every story, and it's like, it's on... Uh, I mean, so are both swords, or yeah. all the people... Yeah, so I, would, I don't necessarily think... Mifune's I don't think it's in every single story. Like, the, the again, the original story, the, the very first one you hear, the dagger is mentioned, he describes it, but he doesn't know what happened to oh, it. She attacks and, him with it, and he kind of toys with her. and then she Yeah. And then it's dropped, and then he kills the guy with the sword. I see what you're saying. That like, there, that's what makes the the stories between the two cross over so well. So that does like make it so vague because there are so many little details that actually are consistent throughout each of their stories. Little pieces that you can put together, but overall the stories don't match because the motives are different. Everyone also, has an agenda. It also ends with the dagger, even though we don't get a, a, a you know a clear thing where the guy is like, "Hi, I know everything about the dagger and you know what you did with it," and then he walks off screen and stuff. And then the guy steals a kimono and an amulet from a abandoned orphan. It's like, Jesus yeah, Christ, dude. <laughs> like it's yeah. not murder or rape, but goddamn. Well, he comes <laughs> off as a dick anyway in the beginning. No, yeah, he's clearly like a scumbag. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's oh. like. Priest, I don't want to hear your sermon. Just tell me a fucking good story, all right? <laughs> and he's like taking the fucking damaged, abandoned building and using it as fucking firewood. Yeah, I mean, it's a burned out building. Yeah, but I kept the thing of like, you know, most most of their culture, like everything's worshipped. And I'm just like, this thing's falling apart and he's just not caring about it. I don't know. It's just me looking into it too much. No, no I mean, this. you've got a point. Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it, it really though. Like, I think it's more they have to survive. So at this point, okay, I can use this wood to survive and stay stay warm during this rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what did you guys think of the, the movie itself? I know we've talked a lot about just actual, actual plot and stuff, but I mean, did you like the movie? Um, I like this movie a lot. I don't think it's my favorite Kurosawa movie. It's not even in my. I know it's not my top three. I don't even think it's my top five. But I think it's arguably the most important movie he ever made. Mm-hmm. I could get that. Well, again, I brought the effect up. If you have watched literally anything that has done the same thing in film or television, oh, yeah. this is where it was It was inspired by this. Oh, yeah. There's an episode of, of Star Trek The Next Generation that does a Rashomon. There's a mm-hmm. Simpsons. I think there's mm-hmm. an episode of fucking Muppet Babies that is a Rashomon. <laughs> I would not be surprised. It is used in so many forms of media uh, to tell stories mm-hmm. uh, now. And it, it, for good reason. It's 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 really good. Now, mm. be fair um it is based on a book like this isn't Kurosawa didn't write this he just wrote the screenplay but mm-hmm. apparently it's a really short book i guess i don't know i've always thought about reading it. it it turns up in um uh oh what's that jim jarmish movie with uh force Whitaker granite something samurai no something dog ghost dog ghost it's in dog. ghost dog it's uh it's like a <laughs> 
weird. He he, I, I I'm spoiling the first scene of Ghost Dog, but uh, Forrest Whitaker turns up and murders uh, like a mob guy, and then like turns to his left, and the guy's daughter is sitting in the corner like reading a book, Rashomon. He's like, "Is that a good book?" And she's like, "Uh, yeah." And he says, "Can I borrow it?" And she says, "Yes," and he borrows Rashomon. <laughs> he, he reads it throughout the first act of the movie. It's interesting. So what was that Kurosawa movie that we watched uh, where there was a ransom with the child and stuff? High and low. That's uh, that's my favorite Kurosawa movie. Um, and I mean, that's that, that's that's top three. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm reading here the story. It's a short story called In a Grove. Yeah, that's right. It said that yep. at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's it's right here. I got it pulled up. I was, and I was reading here. There are other things apparently that have a very similar uh like almost at the same time uh well it, it looks like it's a couple years after but uh there was a polish film that was uh being made but it never it was never finished but it was about uh like the true story uh and accounts of someone who survived auschwitz and using other eyewitnesses to also describe similar events but how varying and different their stories were based on like how grandiose they made out certain things that happened versus uh, just differences between the two. And the whole point is to kind of show when people undergo trauma, again, they will tell very different stories, even if they experience the same thing. Uh, and again, that's, that's no different. It's, it's human nature to do that. Even mm-hmm. when you're trying to tell the truth, you're just not going to remember it all the same. That's true. Yeah. Um, Dubs, you were, you were kind of getting off on a high and low yeah, sidebar well, there. Number, you, number. It's just, I, I, um, We've seen Toshiro Mifune in a bunch of stuff now. We've seen Yojimbo. We've seen Seven Samurai. We've seen this. And he's an outrageous weirdo in all of them. But don't forget, he's also Kondo. He's the, the old guy in High and Low. I just I don't want to downplay like yeah. Mifune's actual acting chops in his range. Yeah, he's really good in High and Low. Which, by the way, Chaz, you need to watch that movie, High and Low. It's my favorite Kurosawa movie. It's great. I'm going to make you guys watch a uh, a Kiru one day, and then we'll be able to have the full conversation about what his best movie is. Um, But Mifune, like, uh, I've, I I had an argument with someone once about this movie, and he said it's a fine movie, but he hates Mifune's acting in it. He says it's too over the top. I don't think so. I think it's perfect. I don't know if you guys have have an opinion one way or the other, but he, he does go all in on a few scenes where I don't know if all in was what was called for or not. It makes me, like, because you watch a lot of anime, right? And there's yeah. like over the top stuff that happens. And then you watch Mifune. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, this guy's a cartoon character. Yeah, he's like, a, he's a very cartoon character. But I think he does, he does it well enough to be believable in this movie compared to Yojimbo, I, I think. I think uh, you saying that kind of made me think like, Mifune is to certain kinds of anime the way I would say like Jim Carrey is to Looney Tunes. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like they've got like some an exaggerated facial expression kind of thing going on, and it's it's there, but it's not the same thing. And I don't know when you said it, it it sparked in my mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I recommend this movie. Um, out of all the Kurosawa movie, I I have to build up my Kurosawa collection because I think he's probably going to be one of my favorite directors. As he uh, be. So like he's definitely so, one of mine. Yeah, it, I wouldn't say this is like a really good movie, but I had a good time. Uh, you so wait, yeah, I, you I recommend it. For now. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend it too. 
Uh, of course. I, like I was saying, it's not necessarily uh, Kurosawa's best movie, but he made so many bangers. It's definitely top 10. I don't know about top five. Uh, but it is short and it's easy to watch. It's it's always somewhere. It's always on HBO Max or Amazon Prime or or somewhere. It, it's a very accessible movie, and I just highly, highly recommend it. If for no other reason than you'll see it and be like, oh, that's what all that stuff I watched was referencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely recommend. I, I don't even think I had to. This is not a movie that I would have to recommend to someone who has to like samurai movies. This movie just happens to have a samurai in it, but this is a movie right. that that you can just have anybody watch. And you actually had already mentioned something, Andy, then I, th- I kind of found it a little refreshing. This movie is very short compared to mm-hmm. the ones we've watched. Yeah. So it is very easy to just pick up and watch for what it is. I So, yeah, um, I, I thought it was really good. Now, again, I'm limited as well. And I've actually saved High, Low, and Yojimbo on my save list to watch. I, I nearly watched Yojimbo right after this. I was dying of the plague, so <laughs> I didn't watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. But something I was um uh something I was thinking about is baby's first Kurosawa is almost always either this or Yojimbo. <laughs> Occasionally um Hidden Fortress. But really most people I've talked to, the very first Kurosawa movie they saw was one or the other. Mm-hmm. Which which is interesting because those are they're they're both very digestible, they're both very easy to to get into, but they're both also like classics. Mm-hmm. But Zach says uh, this was his theory, by the way. I think the commoner was the demon of the uh, Rashomon. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah that would make sense. Yeah. Still so he wants that baby. He was terrified <laughs> by the evil of men, just as the priest said. I'm going to call it the baby is Satan, and he just appeared out of nowhere and uh, is going to ruin that guy's life now. Uh, but anyway, uh, Andy. Next movie is what? Uh, Twilight Samurai from 2002. This is the um, only movie I chose for this month that I've never seen before. So I cannot speak to its its greatness or whatever. But I, I read it was good. I wanted to I wanted to mix it up with something more modern and it seemed to fit the bill. So I really hope we all enjoy it. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll jump ahead a little but Just curious. Any idea where we can move, watch this movie? I accidentally forgot we were watching Rashomon, like just for a moment, and lo- tried to look this movie up and was about to watch it before I remembered. And I had a hard time finding anywhere to stream this. Oh, yeah, I, I looked it up. Problem. Yeah, I could not find it on Amazon, which I was actually a little concerned about. So I could have looked at the wrong, for the wrong movie though. So I have to try to look it up again. But yeah, if, if you have trouble, you always go to C's. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's on the C's, by the way. I do yeah, have it. It is okay. Side. Well, Every, everything's in the ocean. Yeah, uh, it's on Korean Netflix. <laughs> Korean Netflix. There we go. <coughs> now, only if uh, Big Trouble Podcast had a VPN uh, sponsorship, uh, that would that would make you go there to you Korean. Go. Be the plug. Come on, uh, yeah. hit us up. Yes. Whatever VP, Nord VPN. Come on. Yeah, Nord's what I thought of. I was like, yeah, yeah. let's get it. <laughs> I don't All know. Right. The Blu-ray is nine dollars. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, right. I'll, I'll keep looking off the air, but I'm sure we can figure something out. Yeah, you know, I may have just. Spells, I do own it. I can just run it over to you. Okay. Yeah. No worries. I, I'll find it one way or the other. I was saying more for viewers. If you had something right off the you know. I, I know. I always feel really bad about choosing something like weird like that, but I had no idea. Like I figured of all these movies, this would be the most accessible one because it came out this millennia. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's kind of funny. That's the one I've had the most difficulty so far, but that's okay. 
All right. Well, let's get into the last word. But before that, there's usually this ad. Wrestling nerds, wrestling weebs, wrestling fans. If you're looking for a different kind of podcast, one that goes over actual big wrestling news, I mean real stories, not somebody getting divorced or baseless rumors or whatnot, and get some color, we got that. We also do reviews of wrestling from the past, but sometimes we also do wrestling from the modern day too, if it's something that interests us at the time. Other than that, I would say the main attraction is just three guys who have been lifelong wrestling fans doing what wrestling fans do. Cutting up, cracking jokes, and just enjoying the entertainment wrestling can provide. However that comes. If you want to catch Getting Some Color, you can catch it bi-weekly on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, usually. Yeah, and by the way, uh, uh, that's going to be WrestleMania 10. I know we were supposed to do that. I... I guess last week or something. And then all of a sudden like life stuff happened with my dad. Um, and also the reason why we're doing Thursday, uh, big trouble is because I worked and everybody called out on me. So, <laughs> well, that, and we all, we all got sick. I had the bronchitis. That's <coughs> why I sound all weird and shit. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. And uh, everybody caught, uh, you know, some type of sickness. Sorry, I had to do get down to sickness anyway. Um, gaming wise, the only game I dabbled in um, because it's quick and easy is NHL. Um, I beat. I was down one game, win to ten losses, and now I finally evened it up. I'm a 500 team, and I played with not buying any packs of cards, just with shitty fucking players. And now since I grinded to get good players, I finally am winning. So that's all I've done. Um, Movie-wise, actually, I've been watching The Foundation, um, which is on Apple uh, TV. Um, It's the Isaac Asimov uh, trilogy, uh, The Foundation, which has nothing... (laughs) The show, like, totally says, fuck the plot, we're just going to do our own thing. (laughs) it's, it's, It's quite hilarious, but... I'm having fun watching the show. Um, did I watch a bad movie? I thought I watched a bad movie. I it forgot. Must have not had much of an impact. It did. Mean, no... Yeah, you watched enough bad movies last week to, for a month, so you're good. I'm trying to think what I watched. <laughs> Actually, I did watch something decent. I guess uh, it wasn't amazing. Uh, I totally forgot the title of it because it's like some type of demon called Petty Witch or Petty something. Um, the story is it's about this like goth chick who's into a lot of like spells and black magic and stuff. And As witches are. Yes. And um, their father, sla- uh, her father died. So the mom is like, I'm tired of this house we're living in. We need to move like stat. And she moves to like two hours away from where they lived. And the daughter is like pissed off because now she's not going to be with her goth friends and stuff. And uh, there was like a altercation where the mom got drunk off of wine and said, every time I look at your face, I think of your father and I just want to rip your face off. And she like, and she goes into the woods crying, and she puts a spell. Uh, she does like black magic of like um to kill her mom, 
the demon that she summons. So it's kind of like a horror film where she doesn't know what is real and what is not real. And, uh, stuff happens in it but it's it, it's an dubs, okay dubs that sounds silly it, it sounds silly but i it had the the fuck it, it had you guys watch walking dead right yeah, season um, one yeah like the first half of season one yeah you know the blonde chick um that's good at shooting in season one i think so i haven't seen it like 10 yeah 10 i, I forgot her name in the fucking show but uh she's in the movie she's the mom that uh is drunk and stuff so at least they had some good actor i guess actress but uh that's all i watch trying to think what else i've done i've just been working so andy what the hell you been watching playing or doing uh where to start um summer games done quick is going on so i've been watching some of that jazz uh originally i had a lot to say about how i can't stand watching parts of it like in between the actual games, but uh, whatever, I'm, I'm gonna just keep it to myself for now. But I, I watched um, speedruns, a link between worlds, Halo 3, Sonic Adventure, they've all been a hoot. Like, when when you get someone who really knows how to like destroy a game from the inside out, it's just so much fun to watch. Um, but I, I was watching some of that. I watched the um, Monaco Grand Prix, a pretty predictable ending for the most part. Monaco is the, the shortest, smallest track in f1 so passing on it is just really hard and for the most part they just kind of like finish where they started sort not of. for tony stark but he's passing all kinds of people but there's uh i don't know it, it, it was there were some surprises except in the on the podium <laughs> um but it was fine uh while i was sick i was just watching like crap just whatever youtube wanted to play whatever like i turned on the fire stick and it was like hey you should watch fucking anastasia on hulu and i was like should i watch fucking anastasia on hulu? I'm gonna fuck. and um so uh, <laughs> on hulu that animated movie that came out in the late 90s ralph bakshi or uh, uh don bluth not ralph bakshi don bluth worked on it yeah junkie sacks in it uh funny enough my wife's a disney nut but for some reason that is her favorite animated movie and it's not a, it's now a disney movie but it's not like it's owned by disney but yeah, it, it was it. fox family studios that's right so now it's a disney movie yeah now it's um, a disney movie but yeah it's her favorite that's her favorite animated movie as a child really yeah because we actually went and saw it in broadway the broadway show is different there's no bar talk good but um <laughs> I remember, like, as a kid, like, kind of liking it. I thought I was going to be cool. I really, I love Don Bluth movies. I fucking love them. Um, man, I was underwhelmed. I, I just kind of thought it was boring. The whole goddamn mm-hmm. thing. Like, I was like, this is so predictable and terrible. And I, I just got really bored. And at the end, um, Christopher Lloyd turns up and they throw him in a river in Paris. Whoop de doo it's just like out of like out of nowhere like the whole movie he's the bad guy and literally she meets him in the final scene it's like what the fuck are you doing but <coughs> excuse me after that i was like well i gotta watch a good don blue movie and wash that out of my mouth so i watched secret of nim did you guys ever watch secret of nim no what no. really no <laughs> <laughs> okay. never mind i guess it's, i don't know what else to say besides i watched secret of nim and uh i'll check it out it's um, it, it's it, it's the best example of a movie that's rated G, and I have no fucking clue how. Like <laughs> motherfuckers getting stabbed with swords and crushed to death, 
and like electrocuted. And it's like edgy. <laughs> no, it's really good though. Secret of M is like one of my favorite animated movies of all time. It's fantastic. Uh, and then besides that, I've played Tears of the Kingdom for like a million hours. God damn it, the game is so much fun. It pisses me off how fun that game is. Um, the story, I, I think I said a lot of this last week, but really the story is like, who cares? But the whole game is just so unbelievably fun. It's just, I'm having just like childlike joy the whole time. I'm like combining stuff and like, you know, there's a lot of enemies running all over and you can just run up on them and you'll stab them with a sword or hit them with a spear or whatever. But there's so many creative ways to like drop things on them or hit them with a truck or like attach an explosive barrel to a spear and then throw the spear overhead into one of their faces and it explodes and kills three guys. It's just, there's, it's, it's so much like mischievous joy. Hyrule mischief uh, simulator is what I've been calling it. It's so much fun. The game's great, but fuck it. I mean, like four out of five people are playing the game right now. Who am I to, to talk it up? Who cares? But yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, that and, I can't believe you haven't beaten it yet. Some guy beat it like an hour or something. I mean, yeah, honestly, uh, I, I, there's a lot of stuff I could be doing that game. I'm just having too much fun. Just like what what adventure lies over the next hill and i just go over the next hill and there's like a fort to clean out or some idiot needs help hanging a sign or there's a shrine with puzzles in it for me to solve or there's a well to explore or a cave or a tower to climb a, a mountain to to get on top of like it's just everything around every corner over every, every hill there's a new adventure to have i just hmm. can't get anything done hmm. oh i forgot to mention one other movie which is it's it's from reliable people um cronenberg is the uh director uh christopher walken is the star and it's the dead zone it's a stephen king novel into a movie oh, yeah. i didn't know cronenberg directed that yeah i didn't know that either i never watched the actual movie i watched the tv show that anthony michael hall in it oh yeah that's reading the book yeah, yeah i made it to a tv series which it was eh. yeah it's a little eh, but this scene, this scene has there. This movie has one scene where uh, I'm not gonna go through the whole plot. It's just a guy who sees like possible people gonna die or like a uh, situation where Michael Douglas is a senator. He's running for senator, and when he shakes his hand, uh, he's like Michael Douglas is the president, and he's forcing his general to put his hand on the the nuke button so that he can unlock the nuke so he can launch nukes at Russia. Like that's, <laughs> and then there's another scene that happens, but. There's one iconic scene where he he's tutoring this rich uh, family's kid, and they're all gonna play hockey on the pond, and they're supposed to like die in the water. Like the pond is supposed to break, so he goes up to the father. He's like, "You can't bring your kid to ice hockey," and the, the father's like, "Yeah, fuck off. I'm not. I, I I know about you. You see like all this dead shit. I want you out of my son's life. I'll give you your last paycheck." Uh, down the road so <laughs> christopher walken takes his cane smashes the vase and he's like the ice is gonna break <laughs> and it's so <laughs> it's so funny uh, but I, it's a good it's a good film to watch i liked it but uh chaz what about you what the hell you've been watching playing or doing yeah so i'll show these off first i just got these in it's what i'm lacing right now these are the air jordan one exclusives for the new spider-man across the spider-verse Mm-hmm. Uh, AKA, if you watched the AEW pay per view, the exploding shoe, that's oh, what the, the Jacksons were wearing. Now, funny enough, I bought these before I knew that was what they were going to wear, but I thought that was really funny because after that that spot fest nonsense, uh, one of their Amazon reviews about these shoes right now 
or reviews in general was he put on there is like I don't know if I'd recommend them. Mine exploded. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. But uh, so I didn't think I'd get a, a whole lot done. Uh, but the last four days I have not worked because I've been sick. Um, I moved, and <coughs> after moving, I got really sick. Started with just a little sore throat, and then it turned into bronchitis, and I was basically paralyzed in a chair. So I watched a lot of stuff. Uh, I uh, I guess I'll talk about games first because I did play one game. I finished The Last of Us Part One. I did mm. that last night. Is that what we have to call it now? Last of Us Part One. Yeah, because there's a part two. Yeah, that's what they officially call it. Yeah, the, yeah, I finished that, um, and I have The Last of Us Part Two ready to start, but. Uh, as you know, in one hour and two minutes, we got Street Fighter Six rolling out. So I'm gonna be doing that a little bit. Uh, but anyway, I uh, watched WWE United Champions and AEW Double or Nothing. They were back-to-back pay-per-views that came on this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch any of them live. I watched them after the fact. Uh, they, I, they were fine. I actually think I enjoyed United Champions more. Yeah, I still haven't decided yet. Uh, I'm, I'm toss up, but like they were still really good. Um, I really liked the the Fatal Four Way uh, for the the championship in AEW. I thought it was really good. Um, I, I didn't have high expectations for because the buildup was kind of eh. most of the mm. guys just can't cut promos, but the match itself was pretty good. Um, <clears throat> the po- actually the funniest thing or the best thing of the whole AEW show was the post interview. And MJF was just based as fuck for like 20 minutes. And he was like, they were like, why did you go second? Why didn't you main event? And he's like, I didn't want to roll around in that, that white pussy's blood talking about John Moxley because <laughs> they knew that he was going to bleed everywhere for his match. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I mean, that's, that's pretty fair. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, he, he went off about how like there's no one left to challenge him and all that. And then uh, let's see. Uh, I, I won't go into more wrestling stuff. When we talk about WrestleMania 10, if we want to briefly talk about stuff later, we can do that. So catch mm-hmm. that next Thursday if you're listening. Um, to try to stay succinct, uh, I as far as movies, I just watched Nope. Like I actually watched that just a few hours ago. Yes, that movie is awesome. I did I not it. know where it was going. It's the best uh, Gordon Peele movie. Uh, yeah, as I said on it, I, I still couldn't decide if I liked it more than us or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I do. I, it was great. Uh, it took me a minute to sit really on it too and kind of figure out what the message was. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, it made more sense after I realized that, uh, everybody wants their, their 15 seconds or 15 minutes, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. What's what's it worth to you? Uh, yeah, but I uh, know it was it was really good. I I really liked that played out. I was like, oh shit, giant fucking Cthulhu jellyfish. Let's go. I hope Zach will watch it. No, yeah, it's yeah. available. I hope he's not listening to me call it a Cthulhu jellyfish. But... Yeah, that's that's a bit of a like a like at first you're thinking you're it's just a good old fashioned weirdo sci fi nonsense, but. As the movie goes on, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) To answer your question, Zach. It's an actual movie. There's no race baity bullshit. No, not at all. Like, honestly, the main character and his sister are black. And I think that everyone else is just, you know, there. Yeah, I don't think that uh, I know. Well, to be fair, like I think what he say referring to every other Jordan Peele movie there. There are a lot of heavily implied uh, racial uh, connotations. 
uh, which again, that that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. This movie doesn't have any anything like that. This one has a very direct message, I think, that's just otherwise tied up in a thrill ride. It, I will say it, it's not not that it's a slow burn. It does just take a little bit of time to pick up off the ground. It's just mm-hmm. you don't know what you're in for at first. No, like, I want you to don't. see the movie the theater, and thank God none of the trailers like spoil what the hell happens in it. I just mm-hmm. knew like it was some weird. Maybe it's a western. Maybe it's a horror movie. Kind of like that's what I was in for, and then it like, uh-huh. turns into like a sci-fi drama meta hollywood movie it's like what the fuck is this movie it's a little bit of western kind of thrown in there for flavor i i, yeah, I really still enjoyed it in there too like honestly, the little western standoff in the end i laughed so hard that's great the, the, the final shot of that movie where the dust clears and he's on the horse that's like the best final shot of any movie to come out in like 20 years Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it is really it. good. It's so it is, perfect, and he looks right toward the camera, <laughs> and you're like, "This movie was great." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My spirit animal in this film is the the white guy from Hollywood with the camera and stuff. The, the weirdo, camera. the old yeah. guy. Yeah. He's like, "I'm gonna get this. It's gonna be great." <laughs> He's like, hey, up. We're gonna make a hell of a movie. He like comes out from the camouflage, like using it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, one other thing I laughed pretty hard about, which I get it, it was the whole point of the movie being named what it is, uh, other than the, the other like flashback scene that gets played, which that's another thing. I didn't know why at first that part was in there, but again, once you get the message of the movie, it makes more sense. It's like how screwed – it actually kind of ties into what we watched tonight. Like You make up stories about things. Like how screwed up is the one guy to deal with his own trauma uses the SNL skit to get around the trauma that he actually witnessed. That's how he explains it to people. It's like, that's really fucked up. Now, double don't spoil that, though. I, I won't. I just hate Chris Kattan. He just he crushed it. I was like, yeah. uh, what? Two things I'm going to mention because I want Zach to actually watch it because it is like, again, that's my favorite Jordan Peele movie. Um, the, the sister... I fucking hated her, but like she had a good uh, arc where I was like, I fucking like her now. Um, yeah. And wow, character development. That's an yeah. Awful. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and, that, it's actually a really important part. It, I, go continue, but I have something with that. Yeah. And two, I'm not gonna spoil it because it, this is the scene that like made me burst out of laugh, and I want Zach to have the same feeling. But the TMZ fucking motorcycle guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's first, such a great fake out too. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is when well, they're like, "Oh shit, TMZ," and then like, "Oh, he, there's no way he lived." Ah! <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, no, my favorite—I think one of my favorite scenes—it just made me laugh so hard—is when he is about to get out of the truck and he looks up and he sees everything happening to the house Diamond and he closes the door and he goes. Nope. Like one hundred percent get it. But then also when the um that like horse statue crashes through the window. Yeah. And he just st- sits there for a second, like just thinking through like all the different things he could possibly do. Like how fucked he is sitting in that truck and he just locks the door. <laughs> like that's gonna do anything. <laughs> he said that for two seconds and then just locked <laughs> Fucking hard. I was the same way. I I had to pause it a few times. I was laughing. Like, there's actually some really good subtle comedy in the movie, just from contextual stuff that happens. That's actually Uh, the the way that scene is put together. uh, Made one of my favorite 
movie theater experiences ever because i usually i don't like go to the theater that much like 90 percent of it is a hassle but there's that 10 percent where like as an audience everyone has like kind of an experience and that was one of them because that whole scene is so stressful and oh yeah just so scary and he he you know he looks out and then leans back in and, and nope and it like does the tour thing and like the whole the whole audience everyone was like scared to laugh too loud Everyone yeah. was like stifling a laugh. <laughs> it. it was really, it was just a really nice theater moment. I like. Well, to be like, to be fair, with what's happening at the same time, I, I get that. Like, you, some no one wanted to be too loud. Like, like it's yeah, just, no, it's too terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah. You're everybody's about to piss himself, but then you're. It's like funny. It's like the perfect blend. Like to me, there's that like two. Well, it's probably longer. It's like four or five minutes. Like the whole movie itself is great, but that five minute sequence is is near just like doing shot to shot for things. Plus the ending that you mentioned, like I, for me, at least he's hit a ceiling uh, so far. Like what, what he's done, like that's like the best set of stuff he has filmed um, mm. just because of, you don't even need much, but again, like the story itself, he still does a lot of the things where there's tons of little, little uh, Easter eggs that are hiding. Yeah. There are everything about this movie. Very smart. Everything about this movie feels like a movie made by someone who loves watching movies. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, because after I watched this movie, what I like to do is when a movie hits me good, I want to hear people's analysis and, and like videos on it on YouTube. So I watched like a good video essay of Nope. And they brought up the fact because they bring up the chimp, the chimp on that TV show who rips people's faces off and kills them and stuff. What? Damn it! <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, Zach. Well, yeah. that's not a that's not a spoil. I mean, it happens literally in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but they don't like spell it out for you. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the main theme that connects to the the monster thing is when you stare at the the animal the animal is like in defense defensive mode and attacked and if you notice uh the asian kid he was not having eye contact with the chimp is the reason why he didn't get attacked it's not because like oh we're best buds and just watch it again and 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 and, well that's like that's like the aha moment in the. I, I, I mean, I hate. I hate just spell out the whole thing, and ruin it for Zach. But he has that realization about horses, blinders. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah right, well, well, that's the whole thing is they're comparing how it's an animal, and and again, just with with animals that are that can be predators or that can be dangerous, you can't push them to certain limits and do this, do this and that. Yeah, he, um, he explains it in like the first scene of the movie. He's telling the actors like, "Don't look the horse in the eye." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's an important thing too. It ties into the character, the female, where she's like since we're already there. Like, how what are what are you willing to do, or what what costs are you, and sacrifices are you willing to make to get your fifteen minutes of fame to try to reach that top of the mountain? Like, are you willing to go too far? And then it kind of ties with the animals too. Like, will you exploit or push another living creature, and her? How far will you do that in order to? achieve the same goal because that's that's really what it ties down to uh, trying to use this this thing to then get famous just like they they did using the chimp to have this tv show and then it led to what it did and mm. everything but the, the trailer wow. the trailer of this movie it, like it throws you off like it, like andy said it you think it's like a 
an invasion film or something like that. Every every movie should be advertised the way Nope was. Yes, and one hundred percent agree. I had no yeah. idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. There's a scene, uh, you know, when uh, I forgot the guy's fucking act. Ag- he's Glenn from Walking Dead, uh, the the Asian guy. The guy who uh, fries. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no the no. The, the, the guy the guy at the horse where they put the horse. Oh, Jupe. In the horse. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Jupe. That's his. That's his name. That's what they call him. Jupe. Yeah. There's a part because they bring up the TV show of you know one of the faces and stuff and i thought that was like an alien or whatever because they, they showed us like alien uh possible alien invasion in the trailer and then they showed us you know woman's fucked up face i'm like wait is that an alien just sitting in the crowd but like it's so well what they did with the trailer so i highly re- i highly recommend that movie it's so good yeah that was one of my favorite movies to come out last year period mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, it, it was very good. I'm glad I watched it. I want to watch it again pretty soon and just see a little Easter eggs. Talk, talking stuff. about it makes me want to watch it again. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Nearly, technically now watching it, I was like, shit, I want to add it to my list because uh, there's a six could be seven, but I'm, I'm going to leave it off. Mm. Uh, but anyway, um, so now I'll dive into other things that I watched. I went down like a rabbit hole with anime i don't know i should put the hat back on maybe <laughs> so that that finish the next section no that's just getting racist on the stop all right um i'm just gonna say this because i, I don't want to talk about it too much more because i i'll be here way too long um if you haven't watched attack on titan or you've not given it a chance just do it like nike what what the absolute shit that what happened i it flips on its head i was not expecting what happened at all uh that story went in such a total different direction than what i was expecting but in like a good way but in a still just in like a really like stressful like i'm not gonna say it's like all happy or anything like that like it's a really messed up show but uh like the story is really really fucked up but it is is really good. And the actual message, I think, gets lost. There's a lot of stuff out there about um, – actually, I, I saw that the latest season and, and stuff has been called out for a lot of, like, anti-Semitic or, like, pro-fascist stuff. And there's been a lot of, like, cycled stuff about the creator being a Nazi sympathizer. And people are totally missing the point of of the show. Like, this is no different than reading Mouse. Like – if you if you read Mouse, you're not reading it to sympathize with Nazis. You're reading it because you're seeing the horrors of what's happened. Uh, is is the that the direction we're going? We're not even going to be able to make media where fascists are the bad guys anymore. Oh no! Like people were yeah, people were upset because he there is so much display in there, and they're not necessarily like there's similarities to it. Uh, I mean, really heavy similarities to it, but it's it's really just showing how two groups of people can go through a really or like two countries can go through such a vicious cycle of hate. And that just perpetuates for so long that even when like you get to the individual people that can be good to each other, like they still have this deep seated, ignorant hatred for something they don't understand. And so then when they're at war, there are, there's nobody that's right. Nobody that's wrong. And people, a lot of innocent people are just going to die. And it's supposed to point out how ugly the whole thing is. Yeah. Uh, like that's that's the whole point of it I, like the and but it is it's great it, it, and it's, it's I hate when I shit hate, 
oh, it's it's so over the top. Like, there's such a really cool scene in season four when, uh, well, I'm sorry, I won't get into it, but fuck, that show is brutal. But like, if if you like watching watching shit like that and like you enjoy it, it's it's good. But again, the story's actually there. It's not just also just be a gore fest, but it's. It's heavy. It also don't, don't worry. I'll get down on a gore fest. I fucking love uh, Fist of the North Star, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it is it is some gory shit. It's not it's not quite as graphic as Chainsaw Man, but it's still really messed up. But the story is so much darker. Um, uh, and like we're we're talking like genocide, genocide dark. Like it it definitely goes clear into that, and it makes you question a lot of stuff. It's it's good. I, I think it's a really good thing to watch. Also, Dubs, I'll let you get to it. I just want to finish this. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I've ever watched uh, an anime series that has consistently just nailed the songs they use for their their show, especially in the later seasons. Like I, I've had the the songs used for the last season in my head, um, like just repeatedly. Like, they're just really good songs. <coughs> um. Funny enough, the series isn't over yet. They made a special. I thought it was. Which they haven't. They, they did the, the final season, parts one and two. And then the way they did part three is part three is to end it is a special. Oh, they're all going to go on vacation. It's the, <laughs> it's the beach special where they're going to be bikinis, right? I really want you to watch that. And then I want to remind you that you said that and like, well, that was exactly the opposite of a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, there, there's a one hour special as part one. And then the second one hour special is supposed to come out in the fall, but they haven't done an English dub of either special yet. But I, I, I just went ahead and watched the, the first special in Japanese, like a one, we've been watching all these Japanese films. So I don't mind anyway. Um, and I don't typically mind, but normally my policy is whatever I listen to or what, what I watch it in. That's what I want to watch it in. So, um, I broke that. I watched all of what was in English first. And then that special, I just had to know what, where the story went from where, where it was at. So I was like, damn it. I don't care. I'll read subtitles. So, uh, I watched it, but absolutely a really great, uh, story. My, yeah, I mean, especially cause the length isn't too long. Like it's probably up there near my top anime that I've watched. Um, I don't know how, I don't think it beats out my top three, but it's, it's up there. Uh, as far as other anime that I've watched, um, I also, I don't know how I got into this one, but this one's kind of funny. I'd also recommend it, but for a different reason. Um, I, I watched, uh, Overlord. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Overlord. Yeah. He's like a bad guy, right? It's okay. I'm just going <laughs> to explain the first the first episode and then like let it kind of stick to be the nonsense. So the whole thing is there's is a random guy. He just you know your your regular everyday person works in an office, lives in an apartment by himself, and his in his spare time he plays what they call a a DMMORPG, which is a, a dive MMO, but it's it's an, it's an MMO. He's 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 playing WoW basically. <coughs> what a dork! And and this this game was like highly addictive, and and it was a really big success. Um, but it reached its its lifespan, so the servers were about to go down. So this man was the leader of the guild, and it was like the largest guild or one of the largest guilds in the entire game. So he was the he was the guild leader. And he logged in for the last time and decided, you know what? I'm going to be there when it closes. 
just to see what happens. So he's there and he's like goofing off, like changing some like they, his friends. They built their own tomb and this big shrine and have all these silly things. And they have these uh, this entire like arsenal of guardians and maids that take care of the tomb for them that are, you know, NPCs that they programmed. And he's like changing things about them and, and being cheeky. He's like, oh, it doesn't matter. All this is going to be over soon. So the timer hits. And then it like goes fades to black and then it picks the timer picks back up and then he wakes up and he can't figure out, wait a second, why what happened? Why am why am I no longer at home in my office? Like, why am I looking through the game this way? And he's like freaking out. He got sucked into the game and the game is continued. And that is the premise of like how it starts. And then from there it just goes into okay, he just is now this like the li- undead lich lord that runs this tomb in this like fantasy world. And it's all like, it's really funny because there's really heavy MMORPG and really heavy, like Dungeons and Dragons references just riddled throughout it. Like constantly like, um, of him, like, like there's one thing where he's about to fight somebody that he knows it's going to take a while. And he's like, well, I don't get aggro on this person unless I hit, make a direct attack. I'm going to take the, the, uh, uh, as much opportunity as I can. So he proceeds to cast like a hundred buff spells on himself and it makes you watch him cast all of them. Like, it's just really funny, dumb shit like that, but yeah. it, it's, it's okay. It's, it's not bad, but it is kind of funny. Um, it sounds funny. It sounds good. like dot hack meets record. A Lodos war. I, I like record. A Lodos war. I, I've not watched the latter, but dot hack. Yeah. It's, it's very similar or us. I don't know. Have you ever watched sword art online? I watched some of it was on when it was on Toonami, like here and there, like mm-hmm. random episodes. I didn't watch a bunch in a row. Or Honestly, that's a show I might go to next. Cause I, I liked the premise of that. It's a little like that, but there's no on and off. Like he's just there, but what's, what's hilarious about it. And I'll spoil this. He is God. Like he, he is by far the strongest thing that exists in this like series until like the very last episode or last sets of episodes that were on, um, which are, I don't know if they're going to make another season. They, they made four and it's been a few years since they've made another, but the story clearly continues on. So I don't know if they're ever going to make another, which is really sad if they're ever going to finish higher than God, but he, he is by far the strongest single. He takes out an entire army pretty early on. And like, it's just hilarious watching him interact. He thinks that he has to like, he wants to build a reputation and he, and he like makes himself into like an alias and is going around as an adventurer. And because he's like max level uh, caster, he actually can class change and cheat. So he puts on armor and pretends to be like a warrior because that's his handicap for others. But he's still by far stronger than any other warrior because he's that much over leveled compared to everyone else. And when he talks about it, everyone else in the world, like they are, NPCs that have come to life. So to them, they talk about, oh, this man's this man's spirit is just so strong. And they talk about like you know other things you use to describe someone being strong. And he's like, yeah, I'm level 100. I'm all I'm capped out. Your attack roll can't possibly be high enough. It's like shit like that. Um, but he goes to the forest to fight some evil entity, and it turns out to be like a hamster chimera that is like just pissant weak, and he like forces it to be his pet just for the hell of it because it's so much weaker that it would be to him it would be bad um i don't know he also like right at the beginning but because i said he was like manipulating things he turned one of the npcs into it's a succubus and he made the, the character's personality to be madly in love with him but he considers those npcs as his kids so when he gets up in the real world she wants constantly wants to have sex with him oh, but God. he feels like it's weird to do that <laughs> 
So the whole series, she's like, like all the females want to have sex with him. And he, he's like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other nice thing is that the NPCs are smarter than him, but they all revere him as like this, this like Supreme God. So he'll like do things, but he's doing them for like such a superficial reason. And they'll come up with reasons why he did it. And he's like, yeah, that's why I did that. And like, there's a separate voice for his character's voice and his own. So his inner voice, he'll describe something. It's like, uh, wait, what, why is that happening? Uh, this is kind of funny, but anyway, uh, I would recommend it for anybody. that's in a D and D MMOs. It's, it's a funny show. I, I thought it was interesting enough to watch. So I let's see. Um, oh, I did some Pokemon stuff, but I mean that's not. Yeah, we can move past that. Did you own kids? Oh no, I didn't actually go play. It was it was more just like collecting. Do I did a little trading and then just trying uh-huh. to organize. I, I've picked like the next thing, set of things I'm hunting down to build a collection of. Um, you know. What what else can I spend money on? Oh, did we get an an update on that guy who tried to like scam you or whatever? Or was it to the post office? Oh yeah, it it all got resolved. We we both got our money back. I don't really know what happened. I just I got my money back. That's all I care about. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it all it all worked out. Um, so yeah. Other than that, surviving the bronchitis. Uh, I did have some news. Well, before we get into the news, uh, when you were talking about Attack on Titan, I wanted to bring up people are retarded. Just let them fucking talk storytelling. That whether you if you hate a character and hate what they're doing, it, there's a reason why it's written that way. Uh, that's what I wanted to bring up. And second thing, uh, when Zach, uh, Zach, I'm sorry, Andy, when you brought up uh, Fists of the North Star and Gore and stuff, apparently there's like a thing going around where anime, they're doing like uh, family settings uh, where they turn the you could turn the blood red from white white so the, yeah and there's a scene where in fist of the north star where the guy you know gets beat up and blood splatters it looks like he's cooming mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious those are funny funny things i've seen yeah. i've seen some gifts of that kind of stuff and they're all pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah but uh as far as news wise chaz what news do you have Oh yeah, sorry. For some reason, my Alexa alarm was going off, so I had to go deal with that. But mm. um, so news on two games that are coming out. One, it's coming out in like half an hour, and then one that's going to be coming out next week. Um, so Street Fighter Six, of course, dropping uh, very soon. <coughs> it's gotten a lot of glowing reviews. Well, someone over the last like twenty four, forty eight hours has put out stuff about how they they did the thing that we just should expect from everyone uh, in that initial game is sent out. Everyone gets to review it, put their reviews out and see how great it is. And then after that, when they load it up and it's actually available, they show that you can't actually get a lot of like the, the customizable stuff you think you could get. Like you can't get certain skins and other things because they are, are all locked behind battle pass. And there are like three different currencies, one of which you either have to grind or, the other that you can grind or you can buy and the other one you just have to buy out directly and everything's just locked into microtransactions, which is shitty because this is on a game that you already have to spend, you know, $70 to get. Yeah. So 
Yeah. That sucks. So the game looked like an all-around winner, and then they're going to taint it. Is it 70? I thought yeah. it was 60. I'm pretty sure it's 70 for BS5. I, I, I mean, I bought the Ultimate, which was just $10 more. But, oh. Uh, um, it would be 70, right? Yeah, or was it yeah. 80? The oh, ultimate, ultimate was eighty, but the I, I'm pretty sure the regular price is sixty nine ninety nine. I'm pretty sure it's seventy. Mm. Um, but uh, it's it's kind of one of those things where at this point it's just a standard fare. Like I just expect that. Uh, but at the same time, it stinks. I mean, technically, they they are releasing a complete game, and they are releasing a game in which you can still enjoy it as much as you want without needing to buy anything so what mm. are, what they're selling is still not anything that would truly affect the uh Gameplay. the enjoyment of the game but it's still it's still kind of crappy it's still shitty like just put that behind like if if you want people to play to unlock stuff then do it the old-fashioned way where you're just like oh you do one character and you get the you know things unlocked. but i understand business they want fucking money they're gonna double dip. They're gonna double dip with the battle pass and then the fucking the fight pass with all the characters and now all this currency stuff. Like Which you I said, I don't necessarily mind those things as long as if there truly is a way to just play the game and you play it enough that you get the things that are there. I think that's fine. If you mm-hmm. if you have to spend money in order to get it, or you have to spend money in order to like progress through a game, that's a problem. Yeah, no, that, mm-hmm. that that's good right there. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Um, this is kind of an aside news to that. That brand new Assassin's Creed game was getting raided by the uh, Peggy, whatever, the, the European ESRB. And one of the things it was rated for was, um, I can't remember how it's phrased, but it's basically like real life with real money gambling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because no EU one knows what now... that means yet, but. <laughs> hey, yeah, well, I know. It's interesting. I know what the European market they uh they were hitting hard on the the loot crates and stuff. I think well, that's why Overwatch and all that stuff. My understanding was it was phrased in a way that's that's unprecedented. Like those other games, like uh, Battlefront or or Overwatch or whatever, they phrased it in a certain way. But this new Assassin's Creed has some brand new way of phrasing it that mm-hmm. involves like real money gambling or something so i wonder everyone was like changing wait what the fuck does that mean why did you have to invent a whole new description for it but no one no one has said what it means yet it's just that's interesting yeah i'm I'm curious to see like is this just like real ass gambling assassin's creed now you gotta put your credit card in (laughs) play slots i wouldn't put that past ubisoft they're fucking desperate at this point now yeah no ubisoft is uh they 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 need they need some wins and that doesn't sound like one to me but I yeah I mean Ubisoft and, and EA have have been at that for a, yeah. a hot minute now I remember I thought that like, was interesting, no, one, but... no one ever really talked about it but uh it it really sucked because so Mass Effect three I don't know I'm just randomly bringing it up but Mass Effect three was like forget about the story because the story is really good until the end and they fixed that whatever but a hidden gem in that was a multiplayer. The multiplayer to that game was actually phenomenal, mm-hmm. but in order to get the weapons, you had to play the the lotto. You had to literally spend money. Like the grinding was so slow, it took far too long to grind, and everything was completely random with the loot crates. Um, in fact, they even had certain like if you spent certain types of currency, you had a better chance to get certain types of crates. Like 
like they had like, like they intentionally did it in a way that the only way to feasibly get the weapons that you would want to make you better at the game would help. And it's not just that you get the weapons, but you had to keep unlocking those weapons to get the higher levels of those weapons. It was oh, really yeah. shitty. It was very scummy. But it, it, aside from that, it was actually a really good game. It's a shame that it was like locked up like that. It's it kind of sucks, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, like it, it's it's kind of crappy. And I, I think that's that's where a lot of that's coming from. If um, if they are really pushing, if they're really trying to push um, microtransactions to that degree, and it's actually random chance, it could be just a new way to word for that. But it would be interesting if it, the game just outright has gambling in it, and there's just a gambling system. That'd be weird. That would... I don't even know how they police something like that. Just Altair yeah. just goes into a fucking casino and <laughs> fucking does slot machines inside yeah. of a fucking pyramid. <laughs> hey kids, we're gonna teach you how to play craps. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it actually ties into this. So Diablo 4, another game that is getting rave reviews, people are going on and on, talking about how addictive the video gameplay is, which always sucks because I, I heard that. I was like, oh, man, a Diablo that's addictive. What? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was also getting great reviews uh, across the board until it was also mentioned that upon launch, it is going to have just a just an entire plague of uh microtransactions well i can't remember that was it immortal was that the one that was on phones or mobile that yeah. like Sounds that right. caused yeah. problems and it was like you have to spend you, you have to spend phones, like yeah you have to spend like tens of thousands of dollars or something to unlock everything um well if that's the case i'm not getting it then well I'll, it's it's like that apparently yeah, i'm getting it <laughs> Yeah, warning to those because it's like that that just sucks it's like why i I shouldn't be shocked because it's fucking blizzard activision and like i should know that's coming but like the beta was great uh and this early access stuff that i've been watching i was like oh man this looks like fucking diablo 2 uh but better graphics and stuff and and looked like better uh you know controls but I, my main thing was auction house had to be good, and also the the the, the microtransactions. And I'm maybe upset. it's something they can fix. I don't know. Both of these games, they've they've been like in my eyes, they were both things I would potentially get right away because I want to play them with my friends, you know. Mm-hmm. But that this just kind of demotes both of them to double wait and see. Like I was already maybe going to wait and see. I'm trying to get away from buying games at launch, but I mean, I did it with. Tears of the Kingdom because I'm a huge Nintendo simp, cuck, bitch, loser. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it, it, I don't know. It, 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 I don't have money for it anyway. But yeah, I'll wait and see. Maybe it's not as bad as people are saying. Because honestly, I think it just gets clicks at this point. Like I was saying that Assassin's Creed thing, and I was thinking about mm-hmm. that when I clicked on it to read it. It's like it just kind of seems sensational. To be like, oh, I'm gonna go look at this. And um, the you were describing the way Street Fighter works. It just reminded me of the way Rainbow Six Siege worked. And I learned to work within the boundaries of that system and love it. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I if the game's good enough, maybe I can. I'll I'll let it slide a bit, but it's got to be pretty damn good. I think. I mean, it's, I don't, oh, good. Yeah, I think it's just. Again, I understand why they do it. It's because of the money and and people are buying into it and it's just nonstop and stuff. But it really irks my fucking brain when I'm like this vanilla character and this other guy's like decked out and shit and stuff. And I'm like, well, that looks that that, that looks cool. But like at the same time, I, I like I got to buy that in order to look cool like that. Oh, for you and a white gi, I'm fine with that. 
Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I my, think. My, oh, good. I'm super good. Finish. Yeah, my main thing is like I want to unlock that. I don't want to pay money for that. Yeah, I'd like it to at least be possible. Like yeah. that's part of the reason I got around Rainbow Six Siege was it took forever. But you can unlock everything in that game. You can do mm-hmm. it. You just have to have no life and be extremely good at playing online <laughs> against real people. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's I how, don't, and I wasn't. <laughs> that's how. So, a game that initially didn't have that, that they then built it into their system and it worked out, I think. And now their system is a really good one to model on. And all I'm saying this, I'm giving praise, is League of Legends. Uh, nice. So, originally, League of Legends had a system where you could earn and grind the currency to then buy the characters or the champions that you wanted to use, which is the right way to make sure of. Like, again, if the game, if you have to buy or pay money to actually progress or keep up, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, but cosmetics. Uh, <clears throat> I I was hammering Diablo 4. I think we just kind of brush it off like mm-hmm. with with Street Fighter 6 we're just like it's probably cosmetics and we're still going to play it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and that's but what they did was like so in in League you could get a champion that way and play, but if you wanted like the really cool skins, especially ones that are like time sensitive, you have to buy them at certain times and you had to pay money for them, but eventually they came out with this system where you could take um, extra, you could earn like these little items, and then you could break down items you, you earn, and if you do certain quests or hit certain achievements, uh, playing mastery with different uh, champions, you get more of those things of essence, and you could turn them in and then use them to buy character, or buy skins and stuff. So they found a way where you could technically unlock everything, but like Andy said, you'd have to have a new life, but more importantly, that game has so much diversity, you could just do that for the characters that you like and then you're done and you know for me i don't mind spending the money if it's something i really wanted to have if it's on a specific character or whatever i mean i'm not trying to unlock every single little thing in a game like that but uh at the same time it doesn't functionally affect how the game plays so i'm okay like, i don't mind that like overwatch i don't necessarily mind how they've they've done overwatch um because again you can play the characters um you can unlock the characters in a way that you don't have to spend actual currency or money to do so. Um, so with what Zach was saying there, the thing I read didn't specify. I know that it was there was stuff customizable stuff for the World Tour character, but specifically they mentioned character skins. Like they were talking about player skins, but as I don't it's think not that characters. Yeah, it said nothing about actual characters. Like the characters that are unlocked are unlocked, and then there will be there's a season pass for DLC, but that's expected anyway. But the battle pass stuff, I think, was more for cosmetics. Like you could unlock items for your world tour, like avatar. You could unlock uh, stuff like maybe banners and stuff for your uh, your profile. You'd unlock, and there are certain costumes and stuff that are going to be unlo- like unlocked that way. Um, but they're still going to have costumes that you can unlock different ways too. So people like went in on it and like all pissy about it. But the long, grand scheme of things, I don't think it's going to affect the gameplay or how you get stuff. The other thing, too, that wasn't clear was um, if there was an alternative way to unlock everything. And more importantly, it was that when testers or reviewers got the game to play, none of that was there. And then after they patched to get ready for the actual live release, these things were added. 
So I think that's where people. I don't like that. (laughs) Like, uh, if it was just there to begin with and it was just cosmetic and it didn't affect gameplay, yeah, Mm -hmm. fine, whatever. But that's what games have. sneaky. I don't like that so much. That's what a lot of developers have been doing. It started, Gran Turismo did that, Resident Evil 4 did that. The Resident Evil 4 remake did that after the game was reviewed and released. DLC in it was the big damn deal. Well, not the DLC. They actually put in the stuff where you could buy gun upgrades and stuff that weren't included when the game was originally reviewed. So again, it's even though it's stuff you don't need to play the game, um, you can get it to make the game easier for you to get through. But again, they added it after the fact that it's reviewed. So it's just it's a very sketchy thing to do to get make sure your reviews are better that mm-hmm. people don't call you out on it. Um, again, same thing with Diablo, like Diablo. If you want to buy something to make the game easier for yourself and single player, I've always kind of been all for that. It's your game. You you paid sixty oh, yeah. seventy dollars for it. If you want to buy the map and Forza, if you want to buy the guns and Resident Evil, what, 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 <coughs> yeah, I think the overall theme is more that having those things hidden. Um, yeah, exactly. I totally bought it. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, the whole point is that regardless of what the things are for, nothing seems like it's anything that would directly like inhibit progression unless you purchase it, but not allowing people to see the, like the entirety of what your game is to be critiqued and then putting it after you've given it like all these flowers. That's, that's a concern. Um, so that model just needs to, to be corrected in some way because, you know, yeah, it's so close that, to being okay too. It's just like, it is, it, it really is like, it's not that big a deal sat down. I yeah. feel like they're children. I need to send them down like, look, this is what you did wrong, okay? I need you to understand this. And, yeah. and I know we talked about this microtransaction stuff for like a, a thousand times like throughout the Big Trouble uh, career. Where's um, old yelling at clouds? Microtransactions! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was like all of Escape from SideQuest before yeah. the show was retired. <laughs> yeah, my my main argument is and I'm with Andy. Like, I'm my main thing is I don't want to buy new release. I want to I want to buy games that I know that I'm like fucking dying to play, which is Street Fighter Six. Even though it's going to have that microtransaction thing, but my main argument is when I buy a game, I want everything included in the game for me to grind in a reasonable way to get that thing. I hate the thing of I have to either pay for the skin or grind like. You know, I'm in high school again where I have nothing better to do besides play games for 12 hours a day. So, so, so what do you want them to do? I just, I just want them to, they're not going to do it because it's their moneymaker. But I just want them to bring the game to me and have, you know, cool things that they want to have skins in there for me to unlock by playing the game. So, if there's skins to unlock, but also there's skins you can buy, what about that? No, no, uh, still no, no. There's no, there's no leeway on this. There's no, no microtransactions. Yeah, I'm. It's just like microtransactions is such a like a a, a dirty word now. Uh, I, Zach just said, uh, what do you say? Bad knee jerk reaction to micro microtransactions, and he's right. Like people mm-hmm. just hear microtransactions, like I'm angry. But yeah, I agree. But I mean, I've bought microtransactions i've bought downloadable content i've bought a season pass or two in my day and yeah you know like i'm not gonna say i was doing the lord's work or anything but you know if you can if you're not a whale that's the problem is you know if you're a whale i I think you're an idiot i think my i think my main thing like they're moving away from the like 
because when Star uh, Star Wars Battlefront did the thing where you literally had to have a full time job playing the game in order to unlock stuff. Like my main thing is I don't want to spend because I get I'm very ADD when it comes to games now. Like no, we're adults. Yeah, we're adults, right? We have uh-huh. responsibilities. I don't have time to fucking sit on a game. I mean, you got you got to break it. You got to break the habit. When I was in college, I was an yeah. achievement hunter. That was that was a hell. I escaped, thank God, but I can't go back. How like, how'd, you, I, I, how'd you escape? I need I need help with that because I'm still having problems. Um, I I, I, I played I played a string of games where like uh getting all the achievements was just not feasible. Uh, honestly, what broke me the most was um uh burnout paradise it had <laughs> it had like 200 gamer points worth of online only achievements and a lot of people had stopped playing the game and it oh. broke my heart and after that it was like well i didn't i didn't 100 burnout paradise which is one of my favorite eighth generation games of all time so uh, there's no reason for me to 100 red dead redemption i, I don't really need to 100 um to fucking spec ops the line i don't really need to do this i beat the game once yeah. i saw the story it's all i gotta do and then like you know baby steps and now i'm just like yeah if i can beat last of us who cares i'll i might play this game again in eight years who knows yeah that so that's what i did it's funny like certain games i do want to get everything but i think it's depending on how the game is made like i, I platinum ragnarok but i played last of us i just played through it dlc i'm done I didn't. I Resident Evil Four. I didn't try to go and get every single little thing. I just go. played it. I mean, like every once in a while, if you want a hundred percent Elden Ring because you love it so much, yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. That's fine. Well, yeah, but it's just it's hard. It's hard to to get away from. Oh, I need a hundred percent fucking Naruto Broken yeah. Bond because I checked it out at work once. I don't even like fucking uh, well, Naruto games. It's I just funny. Tried to I played it once. I'm not. It's funny. I keep saying like I was like this big achievement hunter, and I'll still do it from time to time. But the game that actually broke me from that. Or games, rather, the Gears of War series. The Gears of War <laughs> achievements are fucking stupid. They have some that are dumb. Like oh some of them are like, you, you gotta get five melee kills with every type of grenade. And I was like, what? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're actually stupid, and I think uh, I don't think I ever uh, got all the achievements on any of them. But I I know at least on two. I think it was one and three. I managed to get. All the achievements except for the I can't even remember the name of the achievement now, but like the really stupid they always had like a really stupidly absurd one. You had to play the game so much, like you had to like have so many kills with every gun, and it'd be like ranked so high within uh, like single player or team rankings. It just stupid. Um, yeah, if as long as we're airing yeah. our grievances on achievement hunting, I just wanted to drop the thing that pisses me off the most is I very nearly 100%ed um, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter 2, but it had a fucking uh, viral achievement. Do you remember these? In order to get it, you have to play online with someone who has that achievement. Uh-huh. And when the game came out, only members of the development team had it. And then yeah. they stopped playing, and then the people they played with were start were starting to dr- drop off, and you just can't even get it now. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's impossible. It's, so viral my, achievements are the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. In my heyday of achievements and all of my things, the, the thing I held claim to fame was Guitar Hero Three for Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Um, it took me it a long one. time, but I had to get that achievement. But it was like one of the last ones I got. But I actually got all the achievements uh, for Guitar Hero Three, and for like. I think it was like the better part of a year. I had the highest score on uh, even Flow by Pearl Jam 
on the nice. leaderboard in 360. That's a good one to, that's a good one to do it on, too. <laughs> yeah, so I, was, I felt pretty good about that. Because at that point, it's like, okay, well, the game that song's not terribly hard to 100% on Expert, but like knowing exactly when you have to use your uh, your star power and whammy bar, that's what it comes down to. But I just, I had it down. It was just the right amount of booze and pot and and, and guitar playing. It was great. It was a oh, good time. college. I remember those I know. days. <laughs> no, I remember my first beer. So... Uh, so the, oh, go ahead. No, was... The one game that you write in this generation of microtransaction hell was Spider-Man for the PS4 as far as unlocking things. I 100%ed that game and platinum that game and got all the unlockable Spider-Man costumes and I didn't spend one fucking dime. I don't even I, I don't even know if there was any microtransactions in that game. Uh, honestly yeah you're DLC. Right. That's, that's the best version there's no yeah. microtransactions here. yeah and they intentionally did that and i'm hopeful they'll still do it funny enough that's that's a game that i like as soon as i got like the first chance to go and look around i got like every unlockable as i could get it mm-hmm. but i never finished the game i'm still like at like the second to last like section of that game and i just haven't finished it i really need to go back and do that so because I, yeah. I, I easily had the setup to get a platinum, but I just didn't go back to it. I don't have a good reason why. Yeah, but the second one coming out, out. That's another thing about achievement hunting is it would burn you out on the game when you should be enjoying it. Oh, that that game it did it too. It, it could do it to you because there's just so much to go and find. But uh, but yeah. Point being, we we've talked on this a whole bunch. I I think that uh, they are what they are. They're not yeah. good or bad. It just depends mm-hmm. on how they're exploited. To me. People can spend their money how they want. Um, I think that trying to exploit people and like misdirecting or misguiding how good their game is because they're giving incomplete games mm-hmm. before they're reviewed is kind of sketchy. But no, that that seems unethical, right there. But to know. me, it's that if I get my money's worth in a game, I don't mind to spend it. But I also get how you know someone may have to save up for a long time to get a game, and it's not fair when games are already as expensive as they are. That's another thing too, and we didn't even talk about. Like again, League of Legends is a free to play game. Yeah, Street Fighter seventy dollars. Just I check still, seventy I, bucks plus all the micro. It, you know, if it were like that, that would be that would be terrible if you had to use it to play Ken. Like, mm-hmm. nope, you're gonna have to dress up as yeah, Ryu today. That would be unacceptable. But yeah. if I, I'll say one more thing about it, and then at least I'll be I'll be done with it. But we turned this corner where I felt like it was a little more acceptable when the game would come out. And you would just have the game for at least a few months, and then microtransactions would trickle out. They'd be like, "Oh, okay, well now you can play the game or in a tuxedo, DLC. or oh, now you yeah. the game as the boss." Or, but now yeah. it's like they've planned for it day one. Like they've been working on it, obviously, and they might have done it after the game went gold. I guess mm-hmm. in their defense, but I don't know. I, I guess if, if you really don't like microtransactions at all, and you know that's I understand. I I, I well, understand how you feel, Dubs. Exactly, but you just need to support games that don't do it. Spider Man, yeah. uh, buy, buy a bunch yeah. of mid level stuff. Senua, whatever sacrifice. Buy yeah. fucking Shredder's Revenge or whatever, like mid tier stuff. Exactly. Yeah, my, my final thing is, I I'm gonna just vote my wallet um, yeah, as far true. as buying stuff um, and. It, it, it's just I want to see them get out of this season one, season two, season three bullshit because I, I'm not a fucking career player of these games. I like there's other games I want to play. I, yeah. I I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make you stay on the game and be addicted to their game that, that they're always making money off of these microtransactions. But live service gaming is, is the fucking devil. Uh, and, and, Fortnite. They and, Fortnite. and 
Well, Fortnite's like the only exception where it's like they do it right, and then all other people just try to find the. It's like all scammers trying to like scam you and stuff. Scammers be scammed. Yeah. yeah. All right, we 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 drove microtransactions in the ground. Fuck them, but also uh... we're gonna talk about the young people now. Let's get the woke. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. Let's. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I, I did down. want to bring up uh, as you close down as in relation to my my uh, pick of movies next month. But uh, you want me to do it now, or do you want me to do it after you announce well, you next got... movie next week? Uh, well, we still have two more movies left, so it's probably good if you do it. Well, I'm not going to give any movies away. It was more just a general question to throw out. I'm, I want to cast a net out to our audience before okay. the experiment. So for those that, that listen, by the way, thank you for taking the time to listen to us goofballs talk about all this stuff. But uh, Especially that being said, shit. Yeah, exactly. After you listen to us complain, I'm sure someone turned it off so they're not hearing it now. And it's like, well, you bitched about microtransactions for 30 minutes. In fact, someone should go back and tell us how many times we said the word microtransactions. Trying to wake up a sleeper agent out there somewhere. 42. Panama. Computer. <laughs> Igloo. 47. And, uh, um, anyway, uh, my theme next month that I'll be doing in July will... Uh, we may be doing something a little different. I just want to throw the idea out. So for anyone that can on whatever platform you listen to, if you're able to leave a comment... Uh, below just drop in a line to us to let us know if you'd be interested in an interactive theme uh with this it it would effectively let you be involved uh as we may have some people try to guess what the theme is and you know we might be doing some prizes or something related to that but just wanted to see if people would be interested in that if we hear nothing no big deal then i'll just make these hostages that i have on the, the show try to guess but but anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. We'll see if we get some hits. The number one prize is Chaz gets to open up a Pokemon card live. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, I, I had something kind of similar to that, but we'll, we'll talk about prizes later. Those yeah, where can people find us to comment? All podcast services uh, that you could find were on there. Um, we're also on YouTube on Big Trouble Little Podcast YouTube and Catch Entertainments. So which has just said, please comment down below and give your response on that. Uh, if you don't want to give a comment, just hit that like or dislike button because both are interaction in the YouTube algorithm, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, top comment gets to choose a prize. And I'm just kidding. That, that That's a lie. That is a total lie. <laughs> and just for reiteration, Twilight Samurai is the next movie that we will be discussing. So make sure you watch that and then come back here and we will discuss it. But until next time, everybody, we will see you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening. I have a question for God. Why?